0: Welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. In this episode, I will be talking about Blood Rain, the 2005 movie based on a video game. We will get to that at the end of the episode. In terms of the gaming beat, I'm still continuing uh, really enjoying Hollow Knight. I'm pretty deep in my voice just cracked. I'm, I'm pretty deep into the game. And... Um, I am stuck on the, the... The third round... Or whatever... Of the Coliseum of Fools. And I think I'm... Like I played it... 80 billion times. But more accurately, maybe... 50 times. I keep dying. I got pretty... The furthest I got, I got to... Spoiler alert. I got to this... I don't even know how to describe it. A guy came in with like a sword and a big rolling thing. I'm assuming that's the last boss. But knowing my luck, probably not. But as... The further I went, I'm like, please just be over. Please just be over. And then I I died. And they keep throwing more enemies. And... I'm so far into the game, I'm at the point where I'm like, I start Googling things. Like, I try to put off Googling things as long as possible. But now, for example, I'm looking up, um, I think I have one pale ore left. So, I'm going to try to find that and then re-enter the Colosseum of Fools. That's all I've been playing. Um, I got a Backbone or Backbone 1, or Backbone Plus, and the PS5 version, I saw an ad for it on Instagram. My voice sounded like I was about to cry right there for some reason. Um, maybe I was. Um, I saw an ad for on Instagram, and he's like, here are the games that you can play on Backbone. And it was like a few games. I didn't even know what a Backbone was. As you might know, I'm very bad with money, and I'm impulsive, so I ordered one, and I actually got it to make a YouTube video. Oh, my voice. I got it to make a YouTube video. I wanted to see how Final Fantasy VII Remake plays on mobile, so I made that video, and I got to figure out how to... Get the most ideal optimized uh, Ethernet internet connection on my PS Five because the router is on the second floor, and my PS Five is on the first floor. It's a conundrum. It's a conund uh, odd drummer gaming. God, it's an Arthur Conan Doyle drumming oh, gaming. Um, so. Um, uh, I made the video, and I was my voice. What the verge? So I've been clearing my throat like a like a biatch. Um, it's because I haven't spoken to anyone all day today. Um, that tends to happen when you're antisocial and have no friends. So, I guess to record an hour-long podcast after six, eight hours of of silence, like a monk. I guess that'll do it to you but I was surprised at how good the picture looked because the backbone if you're unaware it uses your phone it's a controller that hooks up to the iPhone via the lightning port and you can play um, Xbox games through uh, cloud gaming and you can play PS5 games through remote play but you essentially have to you essentially have to turn on your PS5 and then remotely connect to it so your um, uh, internet connection has to be pristine and mine is not so the first time I tried to play it it was terrible and the second time I I tried to uh, there's my my dog tried to get the internet um, better and the picture, like the my uh, I am still rocking the iPhone XS Max, which is fifty years old by now. And but the picture on it looked pretty good, and because uh, I still like playing on the Switch, and I was comparing the screen sizes, and the Switch is only actually technically the iPhone XS Max is bigger than the Switch screen, although. Apple says that the iPhone XS Max is 6.46 inches diagonally, but it's um the actual viewable area is less. And on the Switch, I think it's a 6.2. So technically, the iPhone XS Max is bigger than the Switch screen. So, um, I just wish I just wish my internet was better. I just burped. But. Uh, Check out The Backbone. Let me know what your thoughts on it are. And I haven't played too much on it. Because I don't want to get into other games while I'm still really invested in Hollow Knight. I want to get that out of my system. How do I... A. Stop my dog from barking. B. uh, Prevent the sound of my dog onto this podcast. Anyway... I'm six minutes in. Let's get to the movie beat. The other day, I was in desperate need of sleep, so I was in bed, and my wife was wide awake, and she started, she powered up, Blackpink light up the sky. I was very, very unfamiliar with Blackpink. The only reason why I had heard of them is because my wife watched Snowdrop. And I looked up the lead actress because she's very attractive, and her name was, and according to Wikipedia, her name was Jisoo, and she's part of Blackpink, and she also starred in Snowdrop on Disney Plus. So that's the only reason why i heard of the group, but I'd never heard any of their songs or anything like that. So I watched this documentary, and it was an interesting documentary. It basically tells their story. Of how they started as a group, how they came together as a group, and how they kind of blew up. And now they're huge. Um, And the thing I wanted to talk about, like, considering their story, if, if you frame it within, like, 100 reasons or 100 pros or 99 pros and one con... What am I trying to say? 99 good elements and one bad element. Basically, I'm, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm depressed and I suffer from depression and anxiety. So leave it to me to focus on the one negative. But I couldn't help but feel terribly sorry for these girls. And I know I shouldn't um, because... Well, the reason why I feel sorry for them is because they were essentially plucked from their home as teenagers, which is a a bad way to say it. That's not the right way to say it, but they left their homes as teenagers, in some cases, um, moving to a different country. I think one girl was from Thailand and she went to, I believe, South Korea to audition for... YG which is I guess a huge uh, Korean pop label or something and one girl was from Australia one girl's from New Zealand I think and they left their homes as teenagers to audition for this thing which is a bold move and you know your parents and your family are encouraging you and say hey you do you want to do it and they're like yes so they do it and then there there's so much sacrifice to their story and they missed out they talk about it in the doc they missed out on their high school experience which they you can't replicate that that's gone although you know my high school experience sucked ass so what am i talking about really but they they talked about like they would train for 13 days straight get one day off and then train 13 more days and it's a different culture because they, tra- you know, depending on the girl, they trained for four or five, six years before debuting as a group. And it's so different from the culture here. Like, and I, and I understand anywhere, if you want to make it as a musician, you have to practice endlessly. I am personally a failed musician. I'm a failed human. And you have to practice and practice and practice uh, You know, one time I, I took a lesson from Forrest Rice many, many years ago and he was like, I don't, I think he doesn't really want to say this. Maybe not now because it's intimidating, but I think he would practice like eight hours a day, sometimes on the same thing to nail it and to really internalize it. And that's what you need to do to become great. And that's true to an extent. Um, well, maybe not to an extent. It is true, but here, like you, you meet up with friends, you meet up with people, other musicians who have similar interests, and you practice and you get together and, and you're like, hey, you want to make a group? Sure. You start practicing, you start writing songs, and there is a grind you have to. Um, perform, and perform, and gig, and gig, and gig, and travel, and do all this thing, get your, get the name of your band out, and it is a grind, but I feel that it is different, it's not as intense as what happened in this doc, where they trained for, specifically trained for four, five, six years, like, um, singing lessons all day today and then tomorrow dancing lessons and then tomorrow group lessons and the group was just going to be seven eight nine p- members at one point and then they kept whittling it down and they're like no these four girls have a certain chemistry so it became those four and then they have to travel and travel and travel i i, I and i know you know they this is what they wanted they they have money and fame, and they're huge and huge and huge. And I've been watching their music videos on YouTube, and they have millions and billions and hundreds and millions and billions of views, and that's great. And they have fans across the globe, which is great, but at the end of the day, you I couldn't help but think, like, at what cost? You know, so, so much sacrifice. But it's the reason why Blackpink is Blackpink, and Edmund Agabao is the host of the Odd Drummer Gaming Podcast. You know what I mean. And it, it it's almost like they trained to the point where they a hundred percent could not fail. It kind of reminds me of Starcraft way back in the day. Um, the Kore the South Korean scene, they would live together and train together for hours and hours and hours almost like a, a school or a, a well as a job. They would train together like eight hours, twelve hours a day they would train. And that's why they were kicking all the American players arses for the most part. Because they didn't do that in the US. I think eventually they did because they did they wanted to catch up. Um And so they would join teams, and they would um, join houses together and train together. But I think it's really intense over there. But there is a certain payoff. Like, it's all for good reason. I, I just couldn't help but feel a little bummed out by it. And Jenny... They're all beautiful, right? But Jenny is striking to me, but she also had this weird vibe where she felt a little little depressed to me, which I I don't want to speak for her. I don't know if she is, but her energy felt a little down, which maybe that's just her vibe, and I I would probably relate to her most, and they said, like, Lisa would brighten everyone's uh, spirits up, jisoo i i know from snowdrop my brother my brother's into blackpink and he says i think i think rosie's i think Rosé's my favorite i'm like jesus christ um i listened to whistle it's the first song i listened to and i was like (laughs) i was like it's all right um but i'm happy for their success i'm happy that you know People are discovering K-pop. They're not the first to do it. Um, I was surprised to read about to anyone that one of the members was Dara, Sandara Park, who is well known in the Philippines. So I was surprised to hear about that. But um, k pops has been around. Um, Blackpink probably brought it to a whole new level of exposure but i'm i'm happy for them and and their music videos are very well done the music is it's fun to listen to i just uh, my brother told me to watch ice cream with selena gomez um but check out blackpink if you haven't check out blackpink light up the sky if you have not yet i watched the bobs burgers movie um, I watched it on HBO Max. Blackpink Light Up the Sky came out in... Uh, 2020? Yeah. And it's on Netflix. I watched Bob's Burgers, the movie. It feels like... It didn't even feel like a movie to me, to be honest. It felt like a an episode. Which is to say... It's fairly entertaining and I laughed a few times. Um let me look at the let me look at this. Um it is directed by the series creator Loren Bouchard, who I know from home movies, which I home movies is one of my favorite things of all time. I think it's amazing. I think it's hilarious. Series director Bernard Derriman, who I am not familiar with, his in their featured directorial debuts debuts written by Bouchard Bouchard and Nora Smith, produced by Janelle Mamari Neely, Bouchard and Smith. Um So the basic gist is like the movie opens with kind of an eerie shot in a, in a carnival. You don't really see what's going on, but there's an argument happening, um, like a scuffle, and then someone gets shot, and then it goes six years later. And basically, they have to unravel this mystery that's going on within the town of, I don't even know what the name of the town is, Bob's Burgers Tin. And it feels, I didn't laugh for the first hour, maybe. And, you know, the first joke that my brain recognized was funny, but I didn't laugh out loud was when um, there's a sinkhole and there was a, a, a a skeletal remains that were discovered. And then Bob was like, great, now this sinkhole is now a crime scene. That's just great. And then Tina said, that's the spirit. There, there, There's a ton of jokes. That's the good thing. That's the fun thing about Bob's Burgers. There's a joke every five seconds. And, you know, some could see that as exhausting. Some could see that as hilarious. Um, I'm, you know, I remember the first season of Bob's Burgers was rough. You could tell where that where the humor was supposed to be and it wasn't there. And it was kind of, it was really rough. And then, like, I think season two, they locked into it and it was really funny. And I haven't, like, there's a reason why Home Movies is a perfect four seasons and Bob's Burgers has gone on 13 seasons. Like, let me see. 12 seasons, and there's a reason why I, I've seen all of home movies and I haven't seen 30-40% of Bob's Burgers. Um, same with The Simpsons. But, you know, there there was a, a, a chunk in the middle where I laughed a few times, like two or three in quick succession, and then I stopped laughing. I I it's still enjoyable like it's it's fun to see these characters interact and um I wouldn't say it's entirely successful though. I I didn't laugh throughout. I'm surprised here it says it received positive reviews from critics. Um I thought that was interesting because I didn't I, don't, I the the show was way better than movie, and the movie didn't feel grand enough. Like if you're gonna make a movie, I feel like it felt like an episode. They they didn't even leave the the pier. For, you know what I mean for because the, they're they're on this street which leads to like this kind of pier area, and. I feel like if you're going to make a Bob's Burgers movie, why not make it grand? Uh, why not make... It's kind of like my criticism of um, Encanto. You Like in um, Raya and the Last Dragon, she literally visits four or five different kingdoms and unites the whole kingdom. Um... And in Encanto, in they barely left that house. And when they did, it was like they just went to the backyard or something. And I'm like, this is animation. Why why don't you open up the world and, and travel? I, I don't know. Bob's Burgers, they don't even leave the wharf or the pier or whatever you call it. There was a cool section where they're like driving around. I'm like, that could be a cool ride similar to The Simpsons ride. Um I I thought it was fine. I I didn't love it. I, I there's episodes of the show that were much um, much better. Um so I I can't recommend it, but um surprising that it they didn't really go for the gusto, you know. I I don't know what I'm talking about. I guess that's all I have for the movie beat according to my Excel sheet. And I guess I just got to take a seat, which is pretty neat. Um, So let's get to Blood Rain. Blood Rain is on the list of... I always refer to this list of movies based on... Vigigimes. By the way, I um, you know, I I don't understand people, and I don't understand culture, and I don't understand society, and I try to re- remove myself as much as possible because I I just think humanity is is terrible, and um, so on YouTube there was an IGN um video uh reviewing the latest Aya Neo handheld console which I had never heard of literally and I recently purchased a Steam Deck. Um, I ordered it and I'm still I'm just waiting for it to ship. And I'm excited to pl- be able to play Final Fantasy 7 remake portably and I know I already did on the backbone but this is Supposed to be a better screen. Hopefully it doesn't require the internet to play it. If it does, I'm in trouble, but so on YouTube I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know what the protocol is. There is no protocol. Maybe that's the issue. But I just put a a comment saying I purchased a Steam Deck. I haven't gotten it yet. This is the first time I've heard of Aya Neo. And it, it's almost just like me saying, showing up to the video and acknowledging I viewed this, I'm going to comment where I'm at now. I I had no agenda. I had, I, I was not trying to, I wasn't saying it in a negative light. I, I was just saying like, here I am world. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm up to. I purchased a Steam Deck. Haven't gotten it yet. This is the first time I've seen the I- I, you neo know, Like, as as if to say, like this is interesting. I've never heard of this. That's all I meant. Immediately got replied with, like, uh, cunts. That's all I. Uh, and so one guy said, "So, you're, which means you're blissfully unaware." Of the other products out there, and here's a fun fact: the Ion neo came first. A- and then another country replied, "Um, you. What did he reply? Um. You you didn't do your market research. No offense." And I'm like, "Bitch," a- and I was about to reply, right? And then I realized, like, I barely... I don't reply to my acquaintances that text me. I don't reply to the nice people who leave nice comments on my YouTube videos, on my own YouTube channel. So why would I reply to these bastards who are... uh, I felt attacked. And I'm saying that um, to be funny, but... I didn't mean it to be negative. And the first guy, I wanted to be like... Well, um, I, I forget my reply to the first guy, but I didn't reply to any of them. But the second one was like, well, I'm excited for my steam deck and I still have no interest in the I and NEO. So market research or not, I don't know what to tell you. Also, mar- speaking of market research, like th- their marketing isn't that great. Because this is the first time I've heard of iNio only because even though I'm not subscribed to IGN because I don't like them, but their videos keep getting recommended to me because I like gaming. I'm not subscribed to you, but your videos keep showing up on my um, browse feed and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Another handheld console. So, and I understand Ioneo is a, whatever company made it, it's a smaller company compared to Valve. And I know it was a big deal when Valve announced, hey, we're doing a a Steam Deck where you can play Steam games on it. But, I don't know, why? Like you, I don't know you, you don't know me. I just came here to say here's where I'm at, I, I wasn't replying to anyone, I was just saying a general comment, kind of like, almost to say, like, here, present. And these two guys, like, come at me, like, I don't know you, you don't know me, why why are we in an argument? Why are you antagonizing me over a, an innocent comment? And this, to me, is representative of social media in general, and I know people can make good, pleasant um connections online but it's true that if you get 99 good reactions and one asshole you're going to remember the asshole and that's going to affect you more unfortunately Uh, anyway where was i um list of films based on video games so chronologically in terms of in English language live-action theatrical releases. I haven't gone in order, but I've I've done Super Mario Brothers all the way through Alone in the Dark, and I skipped Doom because I actually ordered it on eBay. Hopefully, it comes in and it's not like a it's not a scam or a pirated BS. So, the next on the list was Blood Rain. That's the reason why I did this. Um, Let me just look at the Wikipedia page. Blood Rain is a 2005 German-American fantasy action horror film set in 18th century Romania. Directed by Uwe Boll. Also, I wanted to note that I was surprised at the beginning of this movie because it said, Un-Uwe Boll Film. And I thought his name was pronounced Uwe Bol, but I figured it would have it would have said a a Yui bowl film, a Uwe Bol film, but it said un a n. So I'm gonna pronounce his name Uwe. That made me sound like a pervert. Um, Uwe, Ooey Uwe Bol. I th- I think I might just keep saying you we bowl cause that sounds better, but who cares? You know, Kristana Loken, who I think I recognize from Terminator three, which I don't think I've seen its in its entirety. Um, <laughs> Michael Madsen is in this flick, Matthew Davis, who I am unfamiliar with. Um, Will Sanderson, Billy Zane, (laughs) Udo Kier, Michael Paré, Meatloaf. There was a a still shot at the beginning of this movie, and I said, is that Ben Kingsley? And I was like, there's no way Ben Kingsley is in a Huey Bowl movie. And Ben Kingsley is in a Huey Bowl movie. Ben Kingsley is in that blood rain. Which I thought was a little crazy e bone. Um, screenplay by Guinevere Turner. Guinevere Turner. Guinevere Turner wrote this um, movie. She's still working, I believe. Yeah, she's... Um, she was an actress in I Am Fear, and she's an... Actress in Candyland is that movie going forward? Um, I I can't I can't find it. Um, Happy Madison was in the running, but that was two thousand twelve. Um, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. There's a cooking competition show based on the game hosted by Kristen Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth. You know, I don't know about... I don't... Messed it up. I don't know much about her, but I know that she's popular. Uh, Because she was in uh, Wicked and she sang popular. By the way, that's... uh, This is not a joke. I listen to that song frequently. I, I love that song. Um, um, I was going to sing it right now, but then I, I got so nervous, I got literally shivers and goosebumps on my arms. So I'm not going to sing popular. I'm just not going to sing it. Um, it says the third video game filmed adaptation by Bowl, who ma- previously made the films based on House of the Dead and Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain received extremely negative reviews upon relief and was a box office bomb, grossing only 3.7 million from a 25 million budget. Can can I say? Oh I, I don't want to try to do a, a, a synopsis of this movie because when I tried to do that last time for Wing Commander, I think I blacked out. I think I got so dizzy and lightheaded and lost in my thoughts that I blacked out in the middle of that episode. I was, like, stuttering and drooling and, like, um, anyway. Rain, so Kristana Loken, she plays Rain, who is half human, half vampire, and she has a thirst for blood, but she has a, a spirit of gold. So Um wherever there's vampires, she tends to kill them instead of, you know, she doesn't team up with the vampires. She tries to save humans because she has a soft spot for humans. When I first saw when I first saw Michael Madsen in this movie, I don't know Michael Madsen that much. I know him from Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs and Reservoir Dogs. Oh God, what was I, I turned New Yorkian? Reservoir Dogs um, is one of my favorite Tarantino movies. I haven't seen most of them. I still haven't seen Pulp Fiction. I started it with my wife, and then we stopped it, and then we just didn't continue. We stopped when they were like dancing in the restaurant. Uma Thurman and Face Off. And um, so my current, so I can't say I haven't seen Pulp Fiction, but my two favorite Tarantino's currently are Reservoir Dogs. Oh my God, Reservoir Dogs, and um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the first time and then the second one second time I I loved it. And I remember Michael Madsen as a kind of a badass in Reservoir Dogs. So to see him <laughs> to see him show up in this I don't even know what you call it like kind of swash swashbuckling? Is that the that sounds uh racially provocative swashbuckling kind of role <laughs> where his his diction or whatever you call it his language it's almost like if you mixed Romeo and Yoda one of my favorite lines in this movie was when he <laughs> he was in prison with his partner and then he, he calls for a guard and he goes guard I don't know where my partner is. What what has become of him I do not know. <laughs> so weird. I'm assuming he's wearing a, a weird wig. I don't know why he agreed to be in this movie but um he's not bad in it. It's just weird to see him in this kind of role. Um Matthew Davis I'm not familiar with. I I liked Kristana Loken a lot in this. She gives it a hundred percent. She doesn't, you know, sometimes you feel like <clears throat> actually there there. I'm sure there's a ton of movies out there where you can feel that the actor isn't into it or the actor doesn't care or the actor's folding it in or the actor. um, uh, I forget what I was going to say or the actor's not trying but I feel like everyone in this movie was trying I could feel the effort I like Kristana Loken a lot in it You could, she can act you can see the emotion in her face um, I like the performances uh, Billy Zane in kind of a small role I liked him in it Meatloaf kind of a weird role where he's like what's that character from um, Futurama Hedonism Bot Is that it? Um, Hedonism bot. Hedonism bot, where he's like, he's on this chair or this bed surrounded by naked women, and he's like, oh, I I can't describe it, but uh, interesting role for Meatloaf, I believe, R.I.P., yeah, meatloaf uh, take him out of the oven as of january twentieth, twenty twenty two. I don't know what that meant. That's uh that sounded borderline uh, cannibal cannibal like. Michelle Rodriguez in this movie, who at the forty-eight minute mark I took note, I realized she was doing a British accent. She was supposed to be Billy Zane's daughter, I believe. And and do I think it's strange for Michelle Rodriguez to be playing a British role? Kind of. Does it bother me to the point where I'm going to protest about it? No. Um, but she she's fine in it and she's I remember her from Resident Evil 1. So she, maybe she likes video games. I, I don't know. Um, well, right off the bat on her Wikipedia page, she reprised her roles in video game spinoffs of Avatar. She was in Avatar? Um, well, who was she in Avatar. Um, and Fast and Furious Furious, and also appeared in True Crime Streets of LA Driver 3 Halo 2 and Call of Duty Black Ops 2 Um, she was in Resident Evil as aforementioned no mention of blood rain in her opening paragraph of uh, Wikipedia interesting actually not interesting at all but so Michael Madsen and Matthew Davis are, and um, Michelle Rodriguez, they're three essentially good guys. And they want to stop Kagan. That's kind of a weird name for a bad guy. Kagan, who's played by Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley is the king of the vampires and Rain's father. So they, they're kind of hunting... Not hunting, but Michael Madsen and Matt Davis are looking for um, Cristana for rain because they think she is the key to defeating Kagan. And Michelle Rodriguez um, turns, spoiler alert, turns bad at some point. I'm not sure why she doesn't trust rain and she wants the heart which is some sort of artifact and um i don't remember um i don't remember why or how she turns bad she she kind of leaves the group at some point and she like kills a bunch of people and then rain has is kind of like forced to kill katherine Michelle Rodriguez's character. And then at the end of the movie, there's a showdown, and uh, Rain is able to defeat her father. And... um, Can I say... I kind of like this movie. Um, I'm not going to say it's good, but this movie was... In my opinion, such a step up from Yui Boll's previous video game adaptations. House of the Dead was abysmal. It was embarrassing. It was inept. He would insert a, a second of gameplay from House of the Dead into the... Like, it would fade in and fade out in inside of the movie. It was terrible. The acting was terrible. And then Alone in the Dark was a... a It was terrible also. But it was a tiny, tiny step up, in my opinion, from House of the Dead. Because you got Christian Slater. Unfortunately, you have Tara Reid. But it was very bad. But I think House of the Dead was worse. And this movie, in my opinion, it was uh, like to be hyperbolic. It was a masterpiece compared to House of the Dead and Alone in the Dark. The performances, as I mentioned, were really good, I thought. And honestly, the fight scenes were, they weren't bad. They were good. Um, And you know some of the effects were were fun you, even when they're not great even when they're not good they're they're fun and they don't look terrible and they don't look horrible i i felt the effort not only with the actors but with yui bol himself um there was nothing in this that i thought was egregious i i don't understand why it got really negative reviews um Again, it's it's not good. It's not great, but I li- I liked it, and for me, like to say that I liked a movie by Yui Bull, it's it's a big step in the right direction, in my opinion. And I don't know why people wouldn't watch House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, and then Blood Rain, and then compare the three, and still just throw their hate at it i i didn't i don't think it deserves all that hate um like i mentioned box office bomb grossing only three point seven mil from a twenty five mil budget i i I still don't understand why he continues to have a career even though like i said I like this money movie but it lost a lot of money so but he continues to work i don't i don't know i don't get it screenwriter Guinevere Turner turned in this first draft two weeks late rather than ask for redrafts. Bull accepted it and then made many of his own changes, and then he then asked the actors to take a crack at it. Turner estimated only 20% of her script was actually filmed. Um, even though, according to Wikipedia, she gets the sole writing credit, which, how does that work? of her script was filmed, but she gets the sole writing credit because of the work she put in? I don't know. Um, Blood Rain was critically negative. What does that mean? Rotten Tomatoes 4% consensus reads, Blood Rain is an absurd sword and sorcery vid game adaptation from Schlock Maestro, Yui Bowl, featuring a distinguished and slumming cast. It ranked 48th in Rotten Tomatoes' 100 worst-reviewed films of the 2000s. Metacritic, 18%. Overwhelming dislike. Joe Layden said that the film lurches from incident to incident at a graceless, plodding pace, offering little in the way of genuine excitement. The sword fights often are confusingly cut and choreographed and only minimal amounts of guilty pleasure, titillation. Um, I remember her using her double swords to cut off heads, cut off limbs, and I thought it was fun. I don't agree, Joe Layden. I do not agree. Maitland McDonough wrote, Though indisputably the best of Yui Boll's first three video game into film adaptations, okay, Maitland, I'm on board. Although you were you, you you began the sentence with though, so let's see where this is going. This gory, ludicrous horror action picture isn't good by any standard I guess critics ridiculed Boll for hiring actual prostitutes (laughs) instead of actors for a scene featuring Meatloaf in order to save on production costs. Seems like a smart move. They they didn't really do anything. I mean, Meatloaf, again, he was playing Hedonism Bot, live-action Hedonism Bot. If the prostitutes are just gonna lay there nude and not do much what isn't it a smart move to save production save on production costs by hiring people who are just gonna sit there nude instead of hiring actors and having to pay them more to, to sit there nude and do nothing <sighs> some critics were more forgiving of the film Burge Garbedian of described the film as actually pretty decent for what it is, namely a video game adaptation with a hot lead actress in the form of Kristana Loken and a number of surprisingly fun and bloody action sequences. He acknowledges the dialogue is poor and the story lame, but says the film is not as bad as you'd suspect, suspect, and an adequate bloody low- and an adequate bloody low-budget vampire film. Steve Chupnick gave the film a B rating, saying that although it was not a good film, it was far from the worst he's seen, and mentioned the Kristana Loken nude scene as something in the film's favor. Steve Chupnick, you sound like a pervert. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Actor Miles Michael Mag Actor Michael Madsen called Blood Rain <laughs> an abomination, a horrifying and preposterous movie, but added that he enjoyed working with B- Bowl and would certainly work with him again if asked. I find that interesting because. If you enjoyed working with Bull and would work with him again if asked, why would you call the movie that you were in, directed by Bull, an abomination, <laughs> a horrifying and preposterous movie? That was like Freddy Prince Jr. where he's like, Wing Commander is terrible. <laughs> and I liked Wing Commander. Um, Laura Bailey, famed VO voice actor, Laura Bailey who was the voice of Rain in the Blood Rain games? I didn't mention that I've never played Blood Rain, I don't know, I'm not familiar at all was asked at her panel at Anime Boston 2007 what her thoughts were on the film adaptation and said, oh god that movie sucked and that movie was so bad I saw it on the movie channel and I couldn't even get through the 20 minutes of it It was so bad, and it was kind of sad that they took that because I really liked the games. Guinevere Turner, who wrote the draft screenplay, found the film laughable and suggested that it was the worst movie ever made, but that it was so camp it might ripen with age. Worst movie ever made? You wrote it? Albeit only 20% made it to the screen, but... Um... (laughs) So let me ask you this, dear folks. Why a, a film that grossed 3.7 mil against a 25 mil budget that's considered by many one of the worst movies ever made, 4% Rotten Tomatoes, why does that yield two sequels? H- how does that work? Blood Rain 2 Deliverance, direct-to-DVD western horror film. <laughs> it's directed by Yui Ball again. Um, Natasha Malth replaces Loken in the lead role. Her picture on Wikipedia shows that she is indeed hot. Um, that's, that's Google Image. Um, yeah, she's attractive. Um, she's forty eight now. Not that that matters. Kristana Loken is forty two, so they went they went older for the sequel. Um. <laughs> in in Blood Rain Two Deliverance, she goes up against Billy the Kid. Zach Ward, who is. Oh, he was in um, Resident Evil Apocalypse or whatever that was. Michael, a lot of the Michael Pare, a lot of the same cast. Oh, maybe those. Ju- no, just Michael Pare. It's the same cast. Uh, Joe Ferland as Sally. I recognize her from Silent Hill. <laughs> um i'm assuming it's a small role and then let's check out blood rain the third reich really great naming system here again directed by yui bowl direct to dvd michael Pere again natasha Malth. so natasha Malth really defined this role of rain because she was in two movies Instead of one. Um, is Yui Bol. Is he just rich or something? I'm assuming he's rich. Or he has money. Because. There are really talented. People out there. In the industry. Who. You know. You fail once or twice. And you're out of the business. Because they won't trust you with a. A big movie. But Yui Bol. like I, I he's still working. Twenty seventeen, House of Evil. Twenty twenty one The Decline. Twenty twenty two Hanau Duslan im Winter Part One. TBA Ness. So I mean as of now I can't say that I hate Yui Bowl. Because I'm going to quickly search, um, blood rain movie review. Maybe there's like a, a, a 22 like a YouTube video saying, if you watch it now, it's not that bad. I'm not going to watch it now, but I'm I'm not going to click on these videos, but maybe you could find a, um, title or something. I don't think I will. I will not. But I I don't I didn't think it was that bad. Um you you can't help but compare it to House of the Dead and Alone in the Dark. Again, this is a major step up in my opinion for Yui Bowl. Um I kind of like the movie, honestly. Um fight scenes were diff fight scenes were decent, effects were pretty good in my opinion um performances were good i think you should check it out um that's really all i got let's look at this film so doom is on the way let me see if i can log into my account see how um if Doom, maybe it's coming today, who knows, how exciting, you know, Doom, starring The Rock, um, um, you know, you know, um, purchase history, Doom, tracking number, it's supposed to come on Monday, September 26th, so there you have it, um, Silent Hill, we did, DOA Dead or Alive looks like softcore porn um, directed by Corey U N. alright so we can um, take a break we can take a break from UE Bowl. I don't know what DOA Dead or Alive is but it is a movie it is an English language theatrical release live action so we have that to look forward to Resident Evil Extinction I don't think I watched that um, Postal uh, UE Bowl again Dave Foley JK Simmons Vern Troyer Um. so maybe Doom will be next maybe not who knows anyway that's all I got Thank you for listening. Um, I hope this podcast finds you well. Probably not. We're all fucked. I hope you're doing well. Again, probably not. My debt continues to climb. My mental health is barely stable. And there's... I don't know what to do with my life or the world. I don't know how to proceed. I don't know how to move forward. I don't want to... Uh, I'll cut it off. If you like Final Fantasy VII, please check out youtube.com slash odddrummergaming. If you like drums and video games, please check out youtube.com slash drumj8. Thank you for listening. I hope your pets are well and thriving and healthy thanks for listening say hi to your pets for me